Oh, hi. My friends, is Andy and Hedy coming live from Yorba Linda, California. Nice. That was very exciting. I've been waiting to say that. <laughs> wow, look at you. What? Wow, we were laying in bed watching Jack just a few minutes ago, all kind of relaxed. Uh, yes. You fell asleep during the prayer. <laughs> but I snored so loud, it, huh? It, it might have been me. It might have been you. Um, but that happens sometimes because the message, well, this message was not... Sleepy and sleepy. No, no. But when you, I think I was exhausted because by the time you went to prayer, oh. I closed my eyes and was listening. And... God, I love you. <laughs> Rain down on us. <laughs> Put you in a trance. That used to happen when I would read, uh, you know, the kids their little stories. You know, yes. their ten-page books. You know, I would on make page it two. and make it to page five. And my eyes would get so heavy. You know, start when yawning. we first started dating, I used to worry about that because I'd be like, what happened to him? He totally disappeared. I was like, what is he doing? And then I just learned that you just like randomly have narcolepsy and just fall asleep at the most random places. I'm like, he's probably just asleep. And lo and behold, he is. All right, my friends. Hey, go to resurrectministry.com right up there. That's where you'll go and find the other content uh, for not only this show, but the other shows that Hedia uh, is in. You know, sometimes I might might. Make an appearance. You I'm have. A, I made an appearance on Resurrect. Not on Ministry. Remnant Rising. Remnant Rising. <laughs> I don't forget the names of your shows. <laughs> I didn't get the, I didn't forget it. I just crossed referenced it. Remnant Rising is not in Resurrect Ministry. All right. We're reading from Smith Wigglesworth Devotional <laughs> for May 25th. And it is called The Way to Jesus. Same theme, folks. Trusting in the Lord. The reference is Matthew eleven twenty eight. It says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The scripture reading is Matthew 17, 13 through 27, and 11, 25 through 30. Smith says, in God's word, there is always more to follow, always more to know. If only we could be like children in taking in the mind of God, what wonderful things would happen. Do you apply the whole Bible to your life? It is grand. Never mind those who take only a part. You take it all. Yes. When we get such a thirst that nothing can satisfy us but God, we will have a royal time. <clears throat> the, own, the, the child of God must have reality all the time. After the child of God comes into the sweetness of the perfume of the presence of God, he will have the hidden treasures of God. We will always be feeding on the blessed truth that will make life full of glory. Are you dry? Are you dry? <laughs> there is no dry place in God, but all God, all but all good things come out of hard times. That sounds familiar. Yes, the wilderness. <laughs> the harder the place you are, in the the more blessing. 
sorry, the harder the place you are in, the more blessing can come out of us as you yield to his plan. Oh, if only I had known God's plan in its fullness, I might never have had a tear in my life. God is so abundant, so full of love and mercy. There is no lack to those who trusted him. I pray that God will give us a touch of reality so that we may be able to trust him all the way. What an example of faith we have in the story of the paralytic's healing told in Mark 2. When the, six, when the sick man's four friends found that the house where Jesus was staying was too crowded to enter, the men asked themselves, what will we do? But there is always a way. I never found faith to fail, never once. May the Holy Spirit give us a new touch of faith in God's unlimited power. May we have a living faith that will dare to trust him and say, Lord, I do believe. There was no room, not, not even near the door. But these men said, let's go up on the roof. Yes. Unbelieving people would say, oh, that is silly, ridiculous, foolish. But the men of faith say, we must get our friend to help at all costs. It is nothing to move the roof. Let's go up and go through. Yes. Lord, take us today and let us go through. Let us drop right into the arms of Jesus. It is a lovely place to drop into out of your self-righteousness, out of your self-consciousness, out of your unbelief. Some people have been in a strange place of deadness for years, but God can shake them out of it. Thank God some of the molds have been broken. It is blessed. It is a blessed thing when the old mold gets broken, for God has a new mold. Yes. A thought for today, God can perfect the imperfect by his own loving touch. Hallelujah. Ding. Uh, so this is entirely Pastor Jack's message today. Yes. Don't let your hearts grow cold. Right. And I love the way he described it. He was talking about when we're in adversity, when we're in our own form of the wilderness. And was telling how the the journey in Jerusalem should have taken 15 days, he said? Something like that, 11 so, to 15 days. 11 to 15 days, but they were there 40 years. And <laughs> he said, so they were basically just doing donuts in the desert. And some of our lives look like that. We just keep going around in circles and wondering why God is torturing us. And he is lovingly standing by and saying, no, don't, don't. Don't turn right. No, I'm telling you, just keep going straight. And it's, it seems difficult and it seems irrational and it's hard. And we're like, no, it's easier. I want to turn right. And then you end up doing a donut and then you come back and he's like, I'm telling you, go straight. And we just keep choosing the wrong path until we're willing to surrender. He says he doesn't cause the bad things, but he'll use them for good. And he just is, we have to trust because we don't know the end of the story. And if we try to second guess him at every step of the story, we're lost. We will end up constantly making U-turns. And uh, that's, and he had this very in, strong indictment of the church. He's like, all of these mega churches in this country, all of the hoopla, and what have we produced? He's like, the church is even more dead than, than ever before. Right right now and that is unfortunate and the one thing that he did say though is that god doesn't care about the size of the church no he just cares about you 
right. loving him, believing him, having faith trust in him, him. trusting him. That he he already knows that many people are going to fail. Narrow is the path. Yes, you will find it. You know what's so funny? You may find this shocking. Oh, but when you were talking about uh, God saying, "Just go, this come here, just, just follow me," and then Jack uses the demo, the illustration that God goes, "Follow me," and God just starts walking. <laughs> he thinks he's you're right behind him. He doesn't think that because God knows everything. But yes. just in his his description, God's walking, thinking that you're behind him, and then you look back and you made a hard yeah, left. You made a hard left. <laughs> like you're going, he's going, "No, I said follow. What are you doing?" Yes, but in the analogy, and I, again, I know you're going to find this shocking, but it, it reminded me of uh, a dog story. Oh, dog training. Yeah, actually. for sure. That um, especially uh, police officers, we we train them and teach them how powerful the dog's nose is. The dog's nose is incredible, so it's supernatural um, in the way that it can smell and discern and in things that it can make, uh, it could split things into particles and make distinctions that our nose, not in a million years. Will make wow. So it, it's hard to teach the handlers to trust their dogs because they always think they know more than the dog. Uh, as far as, you know, they, they logically, you know, or, you know, it doesn't make any sense for the suspect to go that direction. And dogs the dog must that, be wrong. And the dog must be wrong. We got to take him this direction. And we, uh, we, we, we have the ability as trainers, if you know how to do this well enough, you can, you can create scenarios where if they don't trust the dog, it'll lead them down a, a path. One time in Philadelphia, um, we had access to real explosives and we were, we were uh, given a, a plot of land with an apartment complex on it that had been abandoned. And they told us we could blow things up. And so we set up real bombs, but they weren't able to be ignited, but the bombs were already placed. And we had set up these, you know, these distractions for the dog, uh, but but the dog could work through them as long as the handler didn't fall for the trick. Anyway, we had 50 handlers there and say 39 or maybe even 45 of the handlers failed because they didn't trust their dogs. Uh-huh. And it's, it's hard to explain how we did it, but they didn't. And so they they, they go, oh, we have no fine. We, they couldn't find any bumps. And we go, oh, really? And we go step back here and we put them behind a yellow area where we had kind of roped it off. So you didn't find any bombs in this area? And they said, no. And like a whole bunch of them. And then we then we had then connected the wires and then we blew up three buildings and said, you should have trusted your dog. And I said, oh yeah, my dog was trying to tell me that way. But I told my dog off. Anyway, it's it's really, unless you, you know, I take you through the whole scenario, which would take an hour. Um, just if they just would have t- t- trusted their dogs. And we I took video. It. Their dog's trying to pull them, in, but they're saying, no, it's not possible. The bomb could be there. That's exactly what. Um, but we can do that in so many ways. Trust the dog. And there's a reason why dog spelt backwards is God. Wow. <laughs> I did not know you were going to go there. You did not see that coming? No, I did not see that coming. I really did not. I hope you. But the only analogy that I can now bring back and kind of redeem myself is that the supernaturalness of the nose. Ah, it was good so, they, save. <laughs> it was just they couldn't they couldn't fathom that the dog yes. could do this. I mean, I could take you to I could tell you so many different scenarios. Not trusting the supernatural. You cannot. You just they go. You're not trusting the supernatural. Why? Because you can't see it. You can't feel it. You can't taste it. You just have to trust it and have faith. Good. And so many handlers did not have that faith. That's awesome. bringing us to God. God is supernatural. And uh, 
I know that feeling. I, I'm like the I'm like the juice. <laughs> I wandered around for almost 40 years. It was I might have been 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, maybe well, a little bit over 40 cy- years. Cycling in the oh same scenarios. I never even thought about that. that this... You might be an Israelite. <laughs> you just might be. You can you can look at the Bible. I mean, uh, now I, now this is like just so funny because you you can look at the Bible and hear these stories and go, how could they be so stupid? Not for it took them forty years. <laughs> now it all makes sense, huh? <laughs> I might be worse actually now that I think about it. If I include my childhood of spending That's a Catholic. time with the Catholic and add that all in there. It's a, it's a little bit over 50 years, maybe 55 years. Wow. So I'm, I'm worse. Well, I can't yeah. even laugh at those. I can't even laugh at those stories anymore. <laughs> <laughs> 40 years in the desert. What a bunch of idiots. I love that he brings up again the power of uh, friends, of people, mm. of the fellowship. And uh, Pastor Jack mentioned that today too. The, the importance of fellowship, the importance of the gathering of saints and how that is motivating encouraging it picks you up when you fall and i just i love this story you know the four friends are like dude let's just take them up on the roof and everybody else would be like are you crazy like what are you talking about you're gonna go and like what are you gonna do when you get to the roof you know what i mean well we're gonna just throw them down and i had one pastor that was describing this scene he's like trying to get us to picture it he's like they didn't have ropes they didn't they couldn't like pull him down like so they couldn't lower him down so they when they made the hole, their intention had to be just to drop them yeah. into the crowd. And then, like, what happened? Did he go kaplunk on a bunch of people like a mosh pit? Maybe two of the guys held the other two guys' feet and lowered them down. I mean, yeah. I mean, I they guess. went through some kind of shenanigans, <laughs> yeah, to get them down there. But they were like, "No, you're gonna meet Jesus, and you're meeting Jesus today." What a story, right? And it's just, uh, yeah. God give us those kind of believers to surround us because as Smith also says, so many people are just dead inside mm. and have a faith that's dead uh, that may the Lord surround us all with just strong believers that will break a hole in a roof to get us what we need. <laughs> you know, when we think about it, I mean, when I think about a roof in those times, where were they? Jerusalem? Yeah, they were probably like the bamboo where they were. The, it wasn't concrete. The hay. Yeah. Yeah. But still. It'd be a whole different to see a hole in this roof. Right. Know, so we begin. Hey, I hear Hedy and Andy are doing a devotional. Uh, need a, we need a blessing. Right. And all of a sudden, the hole in the roof, that would be a whole different story. Yes. We'd end up calling the peepee. The peepee. The popo. I've been talking about the peepee tapes with, with Donald Trump for too much. For too long. Uh, oh, hooked on, oh, yeah, Hooked on Jesus. It started early. Sorry, Hooked on Jesus. We were uh, watching. <laughs> we were delayed watching Jack, so that's why we were even later. Yes, because we don't uh, we don't broadcast when he's on. Yeah, because we know most of our friends pay attention to what he's doing. What's the say? What is what? His comment. Oh, rather than 40 years, you're only 40 minutes late tonight. Yes. <laughs> yes. Scripture? All right, let's read it. Let's I'm go little, to the first one. I'm a little sleepy. And, put the... Sleepy and what, do you, what happens when you're sleepy? You get like slap happy? Yes, giddy. <laughs> yeah, it's a little giddy today. Just after yesterday's. Yesterday's was so tough. So here we go. Matthew 7, 13 through 27 is the first part of the scripture reading. 
Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who will go by it, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. Beware of false prophets. They will come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? No. Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by the fruits, you will know them. Pretty scary thought too, right? Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven will. Many say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare that to them, I never knew you. Depart from me who practice lawlessness. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and doesn't do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell and great was its fall. Stern warning, build your house on a solid foundation of Jesus. Matthew 11, 25, 30, the second half. Well, and think about that, though. Building your house, like how many, we're so lucky. I'm blessed to have found each other through Jesus. But think about how many people, you know, they marry young and the foundation of their home is nothing to do with God. And how hard it is to work out all of those details as you go along. You know, the Lord is so... Uh, righteous and good and patient. But sometimes we have to realize that you got to break the foundation. You know, so even for some people that are really struggling, you really need to, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, is that you have to see all of the generational curses and the other strongholds, addictions and patterns that you have in your life that are the foundation of your relationships and break them down and get rid of them in order to build build them back solid, even while you're still in that relationship, but you have to break those old habits. Yeah, how fortunate we are to have met where and when we met. Right. Um, Because if we would have met at a bar, you know, we wouldn't have known, you know, probably very, because we would have been mostly attracted to one another and you don't want to mess that up. When you meet at a bar, right? The whole intent sometimes to meet somebody is the. You wouldn't have met me in a bar. <laughs> well, you know, I'm just saying. But anyway, <laughs> I get your point. <laughs> I'm talking about other people. Yes. Like when you meet somebody at the bar, you're attracted to them physically. Right. And so there's this little bit of, um, you know, testosterone. Estrogen. And, and estrogen thing going pheromones. on. Pheromones. Pheromones, right. And then you don't want to lose that. So you don't talk politics nor religion. Yeah. You usually say, so how long have you been coming here? Yeah, what kind of job you got? What kind of car you got? You know, you get into all those things, the superficial things. Then you tug on my hair, (laughs) see if it was real, bounce a quarter on my teeth. But in that kind of relate, or even online, whatever it is. Um, But us, we met at church, so we knew we were the same faith, 
and it, it really was a political rally for the most part. If you really look yes, at it. it was. So we knew right away that we were connected faith based or faith wise and Politics. political politically. We were on the same page because we couldn't have we, we, we couldn't have survived either of us with somebody of a different right. political leaning either. <laughs> no. Right. But those are two of the things that are just so difficult to get past. Yes. Because uh, you always think, uh, because when you meet somebody based on um, passion and you want to, that, that passion is like, almost like heroin, right? It's great at the beginning and you're always trying to get back there in, in, the, in a relationship if, if, if that's how you met. And, and I, and it, but I'm just going to say, but then, then you think when you find out that the person is uh, Jewish, for instance, and you're Christian, you're thinking, oh, you know, maybe over, we'll make it work. Yeah, maybe we can, we can make it work, or over a period of time, they'll, they'll come to Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And it never does. And then we, you have difficulties. Yes. Doesn't mean it doesn't last, but you can quite often have difficulties that uh, make a marriage difficult. And I told <laughs> you I had this very no, um, sad story of a friend of mine, and this is for all those single folk, single folks out there that are online dating. And She's um, a great Christian woman. And I, when I was still in the dating world, I had made this same mistake and tying it to this passage where the Lord says that many could be dressed in sheep's clothing, but inside they're ravenous wolves is when you also lay too much up front, like I'm Christian. I don't want somebody that's been married before. I don't believe in divorce. And you lay out all this criteria then the person on the other end has the opportunity to deceive you because they know that these are all criteria for you. And so that's another very difficult aspect of dating in this day and age is that, and so this, uh, a friend of mine, uh, a man has deceived her and basically even went to church with her and pretended to be somebody that he wasn't. And she finds out that he's still actually married. He's married and he's still married. And it was heartbreaking for her. It was truly heartbreaking. And I, my heart really breaks for her because she tried to do it right. And he tricked her with her honesty. And so with you, even I, I had the benefit of being able to go to Bruce, who was part of introducing us to ask Pastor Jack to ask Bruce about you, because despite whatever you were saying to me, I didn't know what kind of person you were. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so just gotta, you just gotta be careful people. When you meet a total stranger that nobody else knows that um, you also don't give them so much information that they're in, able to manipulate that information against you. How cool is that? That our pastor who is, uh, you know, I mean, he's not like just your average Joe pastor. No, he's quite well known and, you know, connected. That if it were not for him, we wouldn't be together. Not just because we met because of the church, but he he, he checked on me yes. for you. Yes, he was like your dad. Yep, another another father to you. Yes, absolutely. And uh, and how great is it that I passed? <laughs> oh, there you go. I mean, I've had the uh, you know the background checks that are done in police departments to be so you can get hired, and so I could have an ATF and yours license. is blocked because I tried to do one on you. <laughs> But is it because you were a police officer yeah. before? Yeah. Um, but uh, that's not that having FBI clearance and, you know, whatever, else, you know, the, the ATF and the DEA clearances that I had is nothing compared to having Jack's clearance. Amen. Oh, how cool is that? Um, 
Really quick, let's get to Wayne's comment. It's all about our relationship with the Lord. God created us to have a deep relationship with him, not spending our life working to reach the top of whatever that is for each individual. Absolutely. That's so good. You know, we talk about having a relationship with God all the time. And I even talk about that with people that I have asked me questions. Like, uh, I don't know about this God thing. Um, but I, I like what Wayne says there, that it's it's not just relationship. It's a deep relationship. Yes. It's kind of like what the difference between, I think, uh, between our relationship and uh, relationships that I've had in the past, that they were relationships. That our relationship yes. to me is a deep relationship. Uh, I should hope so. <laughs> but you know, no, but it's it's clearly different. I've told you several times this this relationship is so different, uh, and I think it is that the deep relationship that we have because of our relationship with God. Well, and there's this really neat phenomena that happens when you are. Um, in a relationship with somebody else that's walking um, with that has the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. So they must be spirit filled and that, you know, is actively seeking that relationship with the Lord is that when you have issues. So me and Andy are undergoing a decision, a family decision. <laughs> and yeah. I surrendered it to the Lord today. I said, you know, I'm going to say my piece and Lord, I hand this to you, you know, because he's your son and you're going to tell him what to do. And I will be okay with whatever the two of you decide. Mm. I've never been in a relationship where I could do that. You know what I mean? That's a completely, huh? Why? Because I was at the place where Uh I was going to make a decision. And in the past, I just would have (laughs) decided. I just would have (laughs) decided. And I actually, well, that's the last thing I told you. I was like, go there, do what you want. And then the guy at the, but I needed to have a discussion because I had new information. Ah, okay. And I wanted to approach you with the new information. Uh, and I, I looked at him. He looked at me. He goes, so you want to do it now? And I said, you know what? I think I think I need to go home first. He goes, well, you could call her. I said, no, this is not one that we should make over the phone. We should, I should go home. And that's when he gave me his business card as president of the organization that I was at. No. And said, you know what? I Just let me know. Uh, I'll give you 10% off. Uh, but I think, yeah, I think that's important. But it's really but he knew he could tell that I wasn't doing it. I wasn't. He goes, I think you're right. I think that's an important thing. For you. Don't worry. We should have enough. Uh, they sh- we shouldn't run out by tomorrow because he only has four. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and you private message me. I'll tell you what it is. It's not that secret, but it's just I, I don't want to. Be, it's a but the, the important thing was the ability that you don't have to win an argument. I just love yeah. the. The peace that comes, the Lord says, come to me, all you who are burdened, heavy laden, and I will give you rest, mm-hmm. is you lay it at the feet of Jesus. But you only have that confidence and the ability to do that when your partner is walking with Jesus. And you're like, Lord, yep. I hand this over to you. We have a, you know, a discussion. We respect each other's opinions. But at the end of the day, I don't have to win this. You know what I mean? You will win this. So whatever your decision is, I accept it. Okay, folks, we went on a little tangent there, but yeah. I don't think it matters what it is, but I think you guys understand the point is that there's a decision that's, a, it's, a, it's like by it's like one time I bought a trailer, a travel trailer, and I was given the offer and I was married at the time and it was, you know, quite a bit of money. And I said, oh. I'll buy the trailer. And I came home with a trailer. Oh, you got in trouble. <laughs> 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 and they go, 
should go. We went camping. And then, of course, and then we went camping in it, and it was a miserable time. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> yeah, like, but well, see, and that's the difference. And that's the difference now is that were you to come home with this item because you had enough respect for our relationship to have the discussion, I have enough respect for you as the leader of this house with our Lord Jesus Christ to leave the decision to you that you would come home. I'd be happy either way. Honestly, I'd be happy either way. Either celebrate with you that this is new addition to our home <laughs> or that, okay, great. You made the decision not to, whatever it would be because you surrender to it. And again, that's why the biblical understanding of a relationship is that there is the man at the head of the household. So there's Jesus, there's a man and there's a wife. And again, as a woman, you don't feel comfortable surrendering that role unless the man is walking with Jesus because you trust Jesus is ultimately running that family. Our two cents from the peanut gallery, folks. <laughs> oh, that's why they're here. Uh, MacGyver says, wow, Falco, she cuts you so much slack. That's from an earlier comment. Do you remember yes, which one it was? I don't remember which comment. <laughs> uh, maybe it's from the long dog story. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Did we read the second part? The we Matthew? didn't. Oh, okay. So uh, the second half of the scripture reading is Matthew eleven twenty five through 30. At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and have revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for it seems good in your sight. All things have been delivered to me by the Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father. Nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. Nice. Come to me, all you who are labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me, upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lonely, lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's exactly what I was referring to. Like these monumental decisions you in life that you can hand over to a spouse or to the Lord, whatever it may be to the Lord through your spouse is just a light burden. It just makes the burden light. Yeah. It's not your burden. I think you can look this. Uh, these are things that we can easily, we can easily do, but don't, don't often do. I mean, when we read it like this and when we put it into practice, it's, this, if we go back to our discussion about something that I wanted, that I thought that we should purchase for uh, the family, that the practice would is not is not to just buy it and say you're going to like it because I said so. It's that hey, um, I had this thought and I want to do this thing. We have this discussion. So just going through that scenario, it seems easy, but it's not been easy my entire life. <laughs> but now that we do it and we see the power of it. So with that being said, it's almost like, uh, you know, in the police academy, the first couple of weeks we're running, we're taking notes, we're taking tests and we're, we're writing reports and we're going, oh, this is so much work. But as each week goes, those are minor compared to what we do later on, which is now we're train hard. Now we're yeah, train hard, fight easy. We're fight climbing easy. walls, we're crawling on our elbows and we're, we're shooting on our sides and we're shooting with our offhand because we are told that our right hand has been shot can't use it anymore but you see and then things get more difficult but what do we go back on it makes it easier when we've gone through the basics and learning the the skills of how to cope with even minor situations 
and minor decisions. Which is what the Lord wants us to do. When it comes to making big decisions under stressful situations and, and even like hardship and heartache, we can, it's easier for us to do and to have faith that God will be there for us because he was there for us in these other times. Absolutely. Noah did not build the ark in the middle of the storm. Right. Why did King David say, I, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and thy staff, they comfort me. What a rod and a staff are something you walk with and something you hit with. <laughs> so it's just like even the chastening, even the, the punishment or, the, or not the punishment, the discipline of the Lord, even though it hurts, it, it's a comfort because like we talk about children, children need structure. Well, we are the children of God mm -hmm. and we need structure. He disciplines us to purify us. And we have to, we have to, we just have to get accustomed to that. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I need to replay this for my wife. <laughs> I need a new boat. <laughs> Yahoo. And I'm telling you, the formula does not work, MacGyver, unless both parties are privy to it because. You wouldn't feel comfortable running through that kind of scenario with me if you thought when I said it to you, I'd be like, you better not do that. Right. I right. Trust you. Right. You had to be able to trust me that I was going to provide an opinion and defer. Mm -hmm. And so it, it takes both sides to not only posit the issue, but the other side to be gracious about it and be like, okay, well, here's my opinion, but you know, do what you think is best. And, uh, and on, on the side of listening to your opinion and accepting your opinion, two things. Those are two different things. Well, accept it we or you don't have to go, agree to it. That's stupid. Right? I mean, it's, it's like, wow. But I don't think you, I don't think you, at the end of the discussion, you didn't necessarily agree with me. You listened. I listened. And I said, well, no, I said, those are, that's a really good point to consider. So that's why I went to another source, which is the guy that knows. I said, what do you think? My wife had this discussion and I hate shows up. And actually he said, because she's actually got a point. I've heard that from, you know, a government. And then he gave you a response. And he gave me a response. He and said, then I gave you another yeah. response to his response. <laughs> yes. But at the end of the day, like I'm saying, but you that's don't all. Have I mean, to... you make decisions based on information right. in, a, in a discussion. And if in the end, I feel still feel strongly that we do need to make this decision. Uh, to do it like i said we don't have to you hear it and ultimately it's your decision to make i don't need to win the argument i leave it i defer to you and jesus there's no way you could bring that into our home without his permission this is this is his we are his temple and this is his sanctuary and there's no way so I have the ultimate faith that that could not happen without his blessing. Absolutely. You know, so, the, the thing I was thinking, maybe I'm thinking I'll, I'll exchange it for a bass boat. I think that guy <laughs> has something. I've always wanted a bass boat. <laughs> Question. I believe we are sealed by the Holy Spirit until the day of redemption. Salvation is secure. Ah, eternal security. Yes, my friend. A person I know believes it can be lost according to Hebrews 6.4.6. Maybe not now, but could I get your opinion? I actually have an opinion right now. Uh, this is an issue I have discussed at great length with not only um, other friends of mine and, and people that have 
that are mature Christians, but also with our associate pastor of our church, because as a former Muslim, the idea that you could lose your salvation, I actually did a whole show on Remnant Rising about this, uh, was, was very disturbing for me. And so the conclusion or the thoughts that I have on this issue is that uh, basically to have been sealed by the Holy Spirit means that you had actually received the Holy Spirit. So like the parable of the seeds that fall on fertile soil as opposed to on the rocks and get strangled out or on the road and get eaten up immediately by the birds, it is, a, the question ultimately remains is, were you sealed? And if you were not sealed because you never received the Holy Spirit, you walked with Jesus, he walked alongside you, you were reading the Bible. And as Andy's explained numerous times, you could have been, what you thought was a Christian for years until you realized you weren't actually a Christian. You weren't actually a Christ follower. You didn't actually get baptized by fire. And so to me, that's, I think the distinction is that people will think they are Christians, even like the scriptures, Matthew 7, 13 to 27 says, they will say, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out demons in your name? And you'll say, depart from me. I never knew you. So there are people who will even use the miraculous name of Jesus Christ and still not be believers. Narrow is the way and few will find it. So uh, the question constantly should remain. You should have absolute certainty that you, were, you have eternal life. If you do not have absolute certainty, then um, that's something you need to talk with the Lord about. Good answer. I didn't wait till later. <laughs> I think good. about that issue a lot. You know, you've heard yep. me talk about it yep. a lot. Heard about it a lot. And Wayne says, uh, <laughs> you have to get a name for the puppy. Uh, Wayne, you know, I've, I've been around dogs for 30, 40 years and had up to 10 to 11 dogs at a time. So I've taken a break from dogs and definitely it's, it's for protection, but it's not a dog. And I got to <laughs> say, because if, you know, like, when I ran through the qualities in a man that I wanted from the Lord, uh, I joked that I didn't say the things that I didn't want. <laughs> and I totally just totally overlooked the fact that you, you were a dog trainer. You know what I mean? Because I actually don't like dogs at all. You, you know? had a dog when I met you. Yeah. I had that dumb little you had oh, a dog and a cat. Oh, it was horrible. And I didn't even, didn't even occur to me like, wow, you better make sure you're just not going to have like a kennel full of dogs <laughs> in the backyard. If you would have met me before COVID, that's all you would have seen was dogs. Isn't that funny? I mean, up until COVID, I probably had the last and we still had, like four dogs. And you had uh, Brandy, who was a very sweet dog. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. about Brandy. But yeah, I think this before that, I had four dogs. The siblings to Brandy were all at my house. All right. To die. Oh, let me get rid of this. Hold on. There we go. The Dashi Zinwa? Zinwa? What does it say? What does the Bible say about the oldest religion in the world, like Judaism, Buddhism, Hinduism, and Egyptian? I presume you mean um, the Egyptian uh, pagan uh, religion as opposed to Islam. Well, Judaism is the Old Testament. So that's absolutely part of um, God of the Bible, uh, the God of Abraham. So that is incorporated into. Um, Christian teaching, but uh, Buddhism and Hinduism and Egyptian, anything that is outside of the worship of what we believe to be the one true God is what false we believe religion. a false religion. So 
not to, that is not for us to pass judgment. It is just simply what God's word says. So I am reiterating not something uh, in a discriminatory way, but just um, by virtue of God's word. So when she asked she, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, could be a he, um, please let me know. So that way I don't make a mistake. But when they say the Bible, what the Bible says about these other religions, how do you approach that considering? Well, I they know it said, talks about Judaism. Well, it doesn't talk about Buddhism per se, but it talks about idol worship. Mm-hmm. It talks about idol worship a lot. And the religion, and he says when he, when um, Joshua and the Israelites were going over to the promised land, he said, do not adopt the practices of the people you find there and do not intermarry with them. Mm-hmm. And in, in some uh, conflicts that they had as they were establishing the land of Israel, he told them to destroy everything they came across and not right. to, not even to leave any survivors. So the Amalekites, the Molokites, the the people of Balaam, all of those people were some form of idol worship. So everything, every worship, especially Egyptian, right? So explain false religion, any worship of a God other than the one true God of Abraham, the, the father of, um, the, of religions of faith, Abraham and, and his descendants. That's what we say is false religion. That's too. Grafted into the family. Grafted in the family. (laughs) And. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one shall come to the Father except through him. So people that do not believe in that axiom, that principle, we believe is worshiping a false god. And you, I mean, uh, although Tadashi did not bring this up, but I mean, you you could even go to even more current religions like uh, Mormonism, Mormonism. You really stuck on that Mormonism. I do because I know so much about it. Um, is that they took the Bible and then tweaked it. Oh, Islam took the Bible and tweaked it. Yep. It came 600 years after the Bible. The only other one that doesn't is Scientology. He, he wrote a, a whole science, new book, science fiction, science fiction book, and then <laughs> began to follow that. Uh, well, and the Masons, they say, is, is a version of an amalgamation of the Quran and of the Bible. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. What about, um, can we go through all of them? <laughs> yeah, what else we got? <laughs> What's the one that comes to your door? Uh, Church LDS of the Latter-day. Yeah. Oh, yep. uh, the other one. Seventh, no. They come to your uh, door, Jehovah right? Witness. Jehovah Witness. Yes. I don't even know Any, anything. I hardly know anything about Jehovah Witness. Either do I. They don't celebrate. Is that the one that doesn't celebrate birthdays and holidays? Beats me. There's one of them that doesn't. You don't celebrate your birthday or nothing. And I know people that have, I wish I knew which one it was, but I know people that used to be in that faith. And now our Christian go, I was, I'm just so happy to have a birthday. I'm happy to eat bacon. <laughs> it's the little things. I'm happy I don't have to rub that guy's belly anymore. Right? Yeah. Uh, uh, Tadashi says. I'm an atheist and I'm studying different religions in the world in a scientific awesome. way for the past nine years. Oh, that's fascinating. That's fascinating. Welcome. I, We're glad you're here. Tadashi. Yes. Jack, uh, our pastor, Jack Hibbs, always says, uh, make friends with atheists. If you don't have any friends or atheists, then you're doing it wrong. Yes. So we're glad to have, have you join us every day and ask us these questions so I can learn from Hedia. <laughs> 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 so uh, the uh, Tadashi saying that he or she, just let me know if you're he or she, Tadashi, um, studying different religions in the world in a scientific way. What do you think that uh, he or she means by that? 
Is there? I think trying of- to disprove or prove the existence of God in a scientific way. And I think all of science actually points to the existence of God because right. there's no other explanation. Even the Big Bang theory starts with a bang. Who is responsible for the bang? And I think if you pick up the Bible and read it and just understanding how God describes the void and then called into existence the creation, it all makes perfect sense. The whole concept of evolution came before they had microscopes to see DNA. And that the whole theory is debunked by just looking at the chromosomal DNA of human beings. We look nothing like monkeys. We do not have the same DNA structure. The, the ladder, the, the way the chromosomes come together looks nothing like an animal. And if we came from evolution, why, are we still, why aren't we still evolving? Why aren't we still turning into another creature? Like, why did it end at a human being? It's the whole thing falls apart. And it actually goes back to proving the existence of the Bible. Not only that, but there's Jesus and his existence proves over 300 prophecies that were foretold in the Old Testament. And some of those things, some of the about where he would be born, how he would die, how he would die on a cross, how he was broken and bruised. uh, All of those things were told by scripture that appeared up to 1500 years before he walked the earth. So it, it was proved again by the uh, finding of the Dead Sea Scrolls that those manuscripts are actually accurate. So when you look at the scientific justification for the Bible and its accuracy, that alone proves the existence of the God of the Bible. It's very scientific. MacGyver says. My son-in-law has been working with a Seventh-day Adventist and now refuses to eat pork. Gonna have a word with that boy tomorrow. Interesting you should- bacon. Okay, boy. Interesting you should say this because Paul goes through a very lengthy discussion. Can't remember, I think it's 1 Corinthians 10 possibly, but if you just do a search in like a Bible app uh, for uh, eating meat, uh, he talks about how if people don't eat it out of faith, and on purpose, because they think it's in obedience to God, leave them alone. And if you do eat it because God has made all things permissible, and that's in 2 Peter, where God gave the commandment that do not make anything unholy that God has made holy, and that don't make anything um, inviable that God has made viable. So all meat was permissible under that under um, the biblical context to, to Peter. But if people do it because they think they're abiding by um, a faithfulness to God, we are not to, we are to leave them alone over it. Tadashi is a he. Is a he. Great. Okay, remind me that I'll probably forget if he comes back tomorrow. Uh, Wayne says. JW. Jehovah's Witness. Ah, oh, Jehovah's Witness faith only started in the late 1800 and Russell wrote their doctrine, how to interpret the Bible. So do they believe Jesus is, are those the ones that believe that Jesus was just a prophet? He wasn't God incarnate? Yeah. I don't know much about their book. We have a, a temple down the street. It looks like a huh. restaurant. <laughs> is that the one with the boy with the bugle or is that the Mormons? That's Mormons. Okay. Uh, that one's, uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Um, it's the one across, actually, it's across the street from the gym. Actually, it's across the street from the park, which is next to the gym. Oh, okay. Like little, I know what Jewish, building. They're not Jewish. Uh, Jehovah's Witness. What do they call it? I don't think it's temple, called temple. Temple Center. Temple Center. Yeah, it's right there. We should go inside and say, "Can you tell us a little bit about your religion?" For what? And then we'll tell you about ours. 
It's a divine appointment. Uh, uh, a divine altercation. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that was good. Sometimes you are so funny. I'm fire. <laughs> you taught me to have a sense of humor. I did not have one before, Andy. No, that is so true. I had so many good one-liners when we met sitting there in the in the church before everything started. And you just looked at me like I was crazy. Like, really? You think this is going to, you know, we're going to go on a date after all this? <laughs> I still didn't get turned off. Well, the, no. No. Okay, listen. How is cute. this? I, I thought... This is this is really good. So she, I mean, Hedia, and I go, "Whoa, what kind of name is Hedia?" And you begin to tell me that you're Persian and that you used to be in Islam. And I said, and the first thing I said is, "Do you have a camel?" <laughs> Most women would have turned around and never looked back. Me, in my divine appointment, in my fortitude, was like, "I'm gonna just let that go," because I just realized he's just like you know. One of these crazy white boys and the Mexican white boy. And he just, yeah, he just doesn't know. <laughs> do you eat falafel was the next question after the, do you have a camel? It was love at first sight, folks. I, I, I could have been, I, I could not have been more sure that the falafel question was a legit, like, do you like falafel? I thought I was speaking your language. No. Not even close? No. Persians don't eat falafel. Iran doesn't have falafel, <laughs> period. Period. Full stop. And we don't have hummus either. <laughs> then finally I got one right because I asked you, I said, well, do you have a magic carpet? <laughs> yes, I actually have several. And then you, then you said yes. I go, oh, see, I know something about you people. Oh, goodness. <sighs> oh, so much God. slack. Yes. <laughs> you were so endearing. It was his. It was his gallantry that overrid the silliness. <laughs> Looking back, that was a little silly of me. How <laughs> <laughs> you would have done things differently? <laughs> no, because here we are. Here we are. I it all here. worked. Oh my god! Wow, I would have slapped him. Yeah, see, <laughs> Mimi Zanzuchi knows something about interculturalism, multiculturalism. She had nowhere to go. Her friend had left her. <laughs> yeah, <it> abandoned me. <laughs> abandoned you. But this weirdo. <clears throat> and then it was like three days later, not two days later, maybe I forget. Wasn't it the Was it the next day or the following Sunday that I sat behind you? The following Sunday. So oh, week, it was yeah. So about a week later. I was sitting behind her because we had, we, it was still kind of the early stages. Like, so we, do you save a seat? Do you save a seat for me or not save a seat? And you had friends that were saving you seats and you didn't want to be rude by saying, Oh, can you now have two of us? Because I think one of the guys had the hots for you. And um, so it was one of those weird situations. So she ended up sitting two rows in front of me and I'm watching her. And you were there with that other girl that you always go to church yeah. with. <laughs> Yeah, but we didn't. We never had a. Uh, you so, never had a thing, but she had a thing for you. So anyway, it's a week later after we met. After I asked her about a camel and if she ate falafel and had a magic carpet, and and I'm sure there was others. Oh, the big bird. <laughs> what was the big bird one? Because you were taller than me. Oh yeah. <laughs> I am still taller than you. Yeah. So there I was sitting two rows back behind you, and my heart was pounding because I I had already fallen in love. Just that, oh, she's sitting in front of me, and I was you're sitting next to this guy that I, I wasn't Larry. really sure, wasn't really sure what was going on. And uh, all of a sudden I see her shoulders 
going up and down and you're oh, in it, you it was, it was, it was during worship and you were just having Wrecked. a cry moment you were sobbing it was awesome because i had a feeling i think she's crying about me <laughs> no <laughs> seriously you thought i was really oh my god only you uh, most people would have been like oh no what are you crying about but you were like, she's yes. crying because she loves me. I started tapping the, the person next to me. I didn't even know the person. I was like, see that girl right there? She's crying. She's crying over me because she's not sitting with me. Oh, my God. The guy goes, what are you talking about? I don't even know you. Why are you tapping on me? What do I care? Oh, oh. Jan says good grief. Oh. See that? I need mean good grief. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, Jan? Right. You would have been so. <laughs> wow. Oh, what a. Guy. This guy's this got guy. it going on. <laughs> Mimi says, wow, I would have slapped him. See that? <laughs> Come on, Mimi. There's a supernatural grace over our relationship. <laughs> really, there was. And then he told and me. my son was there. And then he told me he had five kids <laughs> and he had cancer. That was later. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a little week later. <laughs> the five kids was well, I had to instant. tell you. I said, first, I have good news. I got bad news. <laughs> the, the five the, kids the, were that the, same day. The good news is I have five kids. And you're, that's the good news. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because I also have cancer. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and then it was a, a, a day or two later, I got COVID and was in the hospital. Yes. These are all true stories. None, none of this is made up. But the reason I was sobbing oh, was... was not was it was about him that the lord was running through my wish list and was saying to me before he told me all those things was telling me that he was the man he had chosen for me and at the very end (laughs) and at the very end he says do not let him go and i knew when he said that i was going to get a run for my money because i am a runner yeah. And so he knew that I'd put my dancing shoes on and run out the door as soon as the first run sign right the- out of that grave. <laughs> I would just be like, nope, peace out. I'm out of here. <laughs> but he's like, do not let him go. Wow. Yes. Don't let that short dude go. Yep. Shorty. <laughs> uh, sorry. I ever had to leave. He's missing, he's missing the tail end of our stories. Yeah. All right. We'll have to repeat it tomorrow. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Jan says, "Sounds like something my husband would say <laughs> that you were crying, that we no. were crying over you." No, probably about the camel. No, oh, no, that's far down. That's after the whole <laughs> okay. "she's crying over me" story. Okay. Ah, uh, oh, very cool. All right, that was a nice trip down memory lane, folks. Yeah, it was. But let's was bring so it back fun. around. Let's bring it back around to Jesus. <laughs> How can we? Well, because no, the camel this thing. is. See, no, the camel thing. Wow. Okay. I told you. I Your husband would have said I, that too. I know my people. It's OC. You, <laughs> you OC people, got an interesting sense of humor. My, um, my daughter was talking to her therapist, and uh, she was asking about our relationship, and and you know, are you okay with Andy? And you know, she's like, you know, he's a real alpha male, but he makes my mom so happy, so I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not everybody's cup of tea, but it is mine. 
Yeah, and we learned this early on where it says here in the devotional, there is no dry place in God, but all good things come out of hard times. Yes. Yes. And that's how I was going to bring it back around, that you, you just got to trust him. We, The blessing comes from just getting lost in him and finding the hidden treasure because uh, we've truly been blessed. Yep. It's not been easy. It's been a wild, a wild ride, and I'm sure we'll continue to be. And I agree with uh, Smith, who says, I pray that God will give us a touch of reality so that we may be able to trust him all the way. Amen. That'd be awesome. Bring down the roof. Yes. All right, my love, do you want to tell people about this great app that they need to get, especially our new uh, atheist? Friend? Yes. Tadashi. Want to check out some cool content, the Christian Podcast Network. It's on Edify. This is how you get it. You might find some science on there, too. Yeah, tons. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. Sexy when you say Hamza's. <laughs> say it again. Hamza Yusuf. We were just talking about Jordan Peterson. He has a new interview out. Uh, so Tadashi, check out Jay, if you're still with us, Jay Warner Wallace, Cold Case Christianity. Mm -hmm. It's a great explanation of the um, scientific background for the case for Christ. And if you get a chance, folks, check out my article tomorrow on the Christian oh, Post. Yes. Are Americans suffering from Stockholm Syndrome? <laughs> I forgot the word for a second. <laughs> Go figure. I think it's kind of cutting edge research I've done. And I think I will hopefully get credit for coining the phrase that Americans are going through a version of Stockholm Syndrome. But we'll see. Be awesome. I'll let me know what you think. Yes. All right, my friends. We love you. God bless. God bless. Bye. Bye.